Foundation 45 is a 501c3 nonprofit that funds counseling services for mental health, addiction, and suicide survivors. In addition to providing services, it works to break the stigma surrounding these topics. Foundation 45 recognizes that musicians, artists, and creative types are often at a higher risk for issues with mental health and addiction. The organization's goal is to serve the Dallas-Fort Worth creative community by providing free, top-tier mental health and recovery services. You can learn more about Foundation 45 at foundation45.org. Foundation 45. Live fast, die old. I'm Andrew Sherman. I'm a Texas transplant who has always been in pursuit of art as a career. I've played in bands, pursued an acting career in Hollywood, but I found it behind the lens of a camera here in Dallas, Texas. I was born in New York, I've lived in Chicago, Los Angeles, Austin, but I love Dallas. There's a magical artistic scene in Dallas that mostly goes unnoticed to the outside world. This podcast is focused on what makes it so special and the people who make it thrive artistically. If you don't live here, and even if you do, you might not have heard of them. This is the Dallas Famous Podcast. This week on the Dallas Famous Podcast, we have the return of power couples with one of my favorite couples, John and Carrie LaRue. The LaRues are the owners of Deep Ellum Art Company, a Dallas venue that has become home to jam bands, EDM, Flow Moon, and Snarky Puppy even recorded their latest album there. Deep Ellum Art Co. also features an active art wall that features some of Dallas's best established and up-and-coming artists. Art Co. has a very special place in my heart because it's where I cut my teeth as a photographer, and I'm not the only artist that the LaRues have given an opportunity to. I love these two pieces, and I hope you enjoy this chat. We are back with the Dallas Famous Podcast. I'm sitting in the lovely living room of Carrie and John LaRue. I'm going to call you a power couple, partially because <laughs> this like a bit, but also because you kind of are. So <laughs> I know you're, but I knew you would react that way too. To we, that. we just said no laughing. And there oh, you go. I know. The first thing, laughing. But <laughs> Oh, well, first rule out I mean, the window. It's it's kind of just, I was trying to think of something cute. I mean, I don't, you know, but oh, that is cute. You're running a very cool, influential, important, fun venue in Dallas and that's cool. So, I mean, we could start right there. Like, at what point were you like, you know what? Let's just turn our lives on its side and drop everything we're doing and just get a club and run it. Honey, what was the first moment when we realized we were a power couple? Oh, it, wow. Let's start with that. Oh, wow. <laughs> back oh, up. goodness. Um, well, this is, I will say, for the record, this is year, we are entering year 18? What? No. How, how long we've been married yeah that's what i mean yeah, yeah. like this will yeah. be we'll be we'll celebrate our 18th yes. anniversary this summer that, yeah. that in itself is an accomplishment yes that's uh, powerful stuff <laughs> that yeah, is very powerful <laughs> yeah <laughs> you you can't see a fist bump on top <laughs> <laughs> all right what was the question all right let's start let's, you know we'll back up so i know john you're from dallas Yes. Okay. So because of Dallas Davis, I was asked that question. You are not from Dallas, though. Where are you from? No, I'm from Liberty, Texas. Where is that? It's between Houston and Beaumont. Okay. And I'm only laughing because literally every time I tell the story, John is always there with the echo, Liberty. Anyway, <laughs> shout out to L-Town. Okay. Yeah. She said it with a T I don't T get back time. much, but um, it's my roots, so... 
Yeah, you said liberty that time. Like very deliberate. I try. I'm trying to enunciate. Usually, I know that's important on a podcast. I listen to a lot of it. them. <laughs> so a, it's more liberty. See what I mean? <laughs> be funny. Thank you for proving my point. Yeah. But my, you know, my family's from Tyler, so like I grew up. My my grandmother would say, "Welcome to Tyler." Right. You look hungry. No, so is Liberty, it's, it's a suburb of Houston, so... it. I mean, I don't know that suburb is the correct word for it. By now, it practically is, though. I mean, I mean the highways so they yeah. built that you literally can get to Houston in under an hour now. Right. Um, but growing but, up didn't feel like that. No, no. I mean, my parents, actually, both my parents and my brother all graduated from University of Houston, so I was there a lot. Okay. Um, and um but yeah i know it's small i i'll say it's ten thousand. i don't know the population and that was always kind of generous um i don't know what it is currently but um it was a great place to grow up mm. loved it mm. yeah. now here's a silly question but what's the first thing you remember that you wanted to be when you grew up can you think of that oh what do i want to be when i grew up because i i interview a lot of artists so it's like really clear it's like well like when did you first discover playing music so but that's not what you guys are doing so I'm curious no you, no i mean i know the owning a venue wasn't really no something. never crossed my mind um honestly i probably would tell you i wanted to be on the stage um hmm. rather than you know provide a stage for people which i found is way more gratifying yeah. Uh, to tell you the truth um but uh yeah i always joke you know if um uh, you know the whole sliding door idea or whatever you know in my other life i'm a star on broadway maybe not even a star just a backup you know part of the core <laughs> right um <laughs> <laughs> laughing at i just love the gestures yeah. that go along with yeah. all this y'all can't, can't see the jazz can't, hands you can't see all right. of my you can't see the jazz hands but but in your anyway. fantasy you could be the star <laughs> so too. i i yeah. yes i i danced i started dancing at oh, three okay. years old um i let shout out to miss becky um love her to pieces um yeah and i i tap was my first love and um i really enjoyed that and then uh i got to dance in a, a dance company in beaumont called beaumont civic ballet, ballet. shout out to miss monique they just celebrated their um oh, i don't even know what year that um for nutcracker uh, multiple 30 something seasons of nutcracker oh wow um anyway it's just it was such a wonderful um part of my uh cultural upbringing um it was so fun and my mother was just you know so kind and drove me literally 45 minutes each direction like five days a week wow um so <laughs> it's a, I, I have cats too so whenever you start recording the cats jump in and take over <laughs> they start interrupting as soon as they possibly it's can like they knew that they yeah. were not the center of attention yeah no i mean she i was gonna ask if you were picking up her wheezing purring thing that she does right behind me on I the sofa hearing. all the time oh yeah it's this like gentle <laughs> sounds kind of like, kind of like an asthmatic fat kid oh man which she is i mean she's a little asthmatic she's a little chunky yeah but she's a good kitty yeah we have like drew we call him big chunk and wait he's, yeah drew I you know. have a cat named drew well because i didn't name it like she had a cat named. oh drew. she had a cat named yeah that's right i, yeah. I forgot that part of the equipment yeah yeah that. i actually love that story even more now <laughs> Right. When you introduced yourself, she's like, no shit, I have a cat named Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> weird. I was like, I, her cat Drew will just sit on her lap and then he leaves and he comes back all afternoon. And when she's working at the office desk, anyway. Uh, it's good to have a work buddy. Yeah. 
Well, I'm the work buddy now, sort of. <laughs> and congratulations to you guys. You. So excited for y'all. Again, I, I will say I'll throw that right back at you. Power couple. Yeah, we're getting there. The team, I, Hey, it's that you got to start somewhere. Yeah. No, yeah. it's been fun. Uh, it's cool to be able to go, hey, do you like this band? Do you want to write a review? We'll get free tickets, which, you know, it's funny. She's pickier than I am, so she's like, says no a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing writing is is underrated, and we need more of it yeah. everywhere. Well, and, and it seems so few and far between sometimes. Yeah. You know, it yeah. really does. <laughs> well, to I mean, your point of like, you know, a good review on a concert, like, gosh, I mean, I, I feel like I've read a handful of you know really great re- and that come from you. <laughs> oh, come on, I am not. Uh, no, that's it's true though. Like when when you read something that's well written and thought went into, and you can you can appreciate the perspective of the author. And it's not just a, an index card, a three by five of, well, here's what happened today. Right. That, that it, it, it translates. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it translates to the experience, you know, yeah. whether I was there or not, I can feel like I was right. Or relive it. Maybe we should delve into this more. I mean, you guys were teachers. So I was going to say, and this is coming from two former teachers. So well, we do appreciate that. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. But I'm just like going back to your history, your bio. It's like you were teachers. Um, but you love music. You love mm-hmm. like you're, I mean, you, I know you play bass, um, for fun. I mean, I don't think you've ever perceived, you guys have ever perceived music other than just for fun, but like you, like there is a certain type of person that just appreciates a live show. And it's like, you guys are champions of that. So where does that come from? Like, how did you find that for yourselves? Maybe with each other? I am to honestly, like, I, I just want to kind of throw this out there. Like, what's the first show we ever saw together? Yeah. Let's let that marinate because I honestly don't know that I've ever stopped to think about that. That's when we went saw Bob Schneider for was first that time it? Together. Yeah, that oh, was one of our first shows. Okay, and I'm I'm so disappointed because <laughs> he was just here and oh, yeah. we were at it. We were out of town yeah. the night he played here, so yeah. I would well, have loved to New catch Year's, that. I think right. And it was no, it was just before any, like the 29th. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. it was a it was Granada. Shout out to Granada. Yep. Had a like a 29, 30, and 31 run, and oh, okay. we were we were out. Right. Oh, yeah, anyway. that's right, because it was the heartburn. Yes, yeah. yes, and yes. Mm-hmm. So I took me about years off this year. I just stayed home. <laughs> we barely made it to midnight. <laughs> We've become that couple. It happens. Yeah, you, you know. know. Especially when it's on a Sunday night. Uh, and yeah. I can relate to anybody who feels the same way, because it's like, man, it's a Sunday night. You know, I know I have to work this week, and how oh, yeah. rowdy do I really want to be? Yeah. Exactly. Um, had our yeah in almost 18 or in 17 new year's eves we've run the gamut of you know yeah wild ha- hanging at home with yeah. the children or you know um out and about <laughs> painting the town right right but i mean okay so i know like for me when i met you guys and i was getting introduced to the bands you were bringing to arco it, it felt like it was just like the jam cruise lineup essentially oh god yeah how did you how if, did you if we if we, <laughs> if we can, were lucky yeah I'm trying to we're get, lucky man right well i'm trying to get to like okay so your teachers and you met like well i mean let's talk about that like you tell like i know you didn't start off like you didn't like it wasn't love at first sight was it uh, Some would call it that. <laughs> we were actually, uh, wow, how deep interest, infatuation. I don't know. We, you know, were, we were both you know, relationships, so it wasn't like oh, okay. so we, were, we can't yeah. really like gotcha. Yeah, <clears throat> explore and trying to keep things there. professional, you know, sure. in the workplace. Um, but um, yeah, it was I mean, Rebby's fault, really. <laughs> our, our former boss's fault, really, because she's the one that was kind of like Mrs. Evans. 
you know, I just mentioned something casually in passing and she's like, well, have you thought about all of your options? And, you know, kind of looked down the hallway in this young lady's direction. And I was like, stop everything, <laughs> close the door to your office. Let's have a chat. <laughs> she's like, well, I'm not telling you anything. <laughs> right. Right. She, I just asked a question, you know, like, have you thought and about all your options? You know, she, she played it very cool. Uh, uh, I was teaching third grade at the time, and yeah. he was uh, seventh, seventh and eighth grade. grade, and I had a little reading nook in my room that had a little, like, mini sofa. Or had, let's be clear. She had a sliding glass door that went outside into, like, this lovely little garden area right next to where the playground was. It was, like, one of the only places in that school that actually felt like a comfortable sanctuary for reading let alone just sitting there and thinking and just like oh you have a nice that nice thing to look at out the window it's not a parking lot it's not mm -hmm. you know pandemonium um and the scenery was beyond that was gorgeous as well so you know i didn't mind i, I asked if i'd go down to her room and read and stay ahead of my classes because uh, i was always assigning novellas oh, and reading and language arts that that was like you had a, like a little i had an end oh okay. yes. i had an end yeah. yes he had, uh, a, he had, had a cover yeah a yes. cover interesting were you how, how fast were you onto it oh i was pr well super slow at first <laughs> um, <laughs> it, yeah you know yeah it's just you know using his time wisely which i appreciated oh i was terrible at that <laughs> oh he's using his planning period to read for you know his his lessons uh anyway uh and then yeah it was kind of a, a slow come around for me um but yeah and the yep. rest is history yep. i guess as you could say right and so like i mean and so that bob Snyder console, like how far into dating were you going to a show is that early oh, on wow. or okay or so or less probably i mean i feel like it was I don't remember not going to shows. Okay. Is that a better way <laughs> yeah. to put it? Yes. You know what I mean? Like it was yeah. just kind of part of the- That was the, your thing, basically. Yes, a part of yeah. the um, a point of connection, yeah. you know, and like and, and discovering um, what, what I, you know, grew up with and enjoyed with him. You know, he's got um, three big sisters who have, you know, amazing taste in music. Um, and I know who definitely helped shape his, um, you know, original ideas of um, everything, really. Um, and uh, and then kind of discovering, like, what we liked uh, similarly. And then just, you know, uh, all of the newness, you know, of, oh, I've never heard of that, you know. Oh, my God, that's so cool. And he's like, yeah, I've seen these, you know, this act multiple times. And uh, anyway, it just, yeah, it, it's always been central to um the relationship and yeah. everything and we both love theater uh carrie yes. uh, carrie is a you know a big fan of musical theater as am i but carrie knows a lot more songs than i do that's for sure <laughs> um so it's it's been fun to you know see stuff that that she really has enjoyed for a long time and get to to witness it from the audience and to watch a, you know a nutcracker performance with her and she's like i did that and i performed that part and you know it's it's just really fun to to be able to appreciate those things from both sides of the mm -hmm. stage, and I think um, I I just love the fact that people create art for us. I mean, for themselves, of course, right? right. You wouldn't make art unless it felt good to make the art. even if it hurts, it still feels good to make the art, <laughs> sure, right? Sure, sure. Um, but like that, people just do those things for us. So to go and appreciate and get to see those things and share that with her is like it's the best. It really is. is. Yeah. Same. So you're teaching, and then 
I know at some point you stopped teaching and you went into the restaurant we business. Started, yeah, we had these um, we things. We started having children's oh, yes. babies. Oh, yes, okay. yes. I feel like I've seen them. <laughs> you see around. Them grow up, yeah. Yeah, yeah grow really. up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pass, like now I actually yeah. pass me up. Like Both taller than Carrie. Oh, um, wow. But yeah, we, I took time uh, when Riley was born. Um, and a, around the same time, my mom uh, ruptured her Achilles tendon, and she was she was teaching. For, she taught first grade. Thirty years. Yeah, thirty something years. Yeah. Anyway, ruptured her Achilles tendon, retired, and um, moved up here because we were like, well, if you're retiring, you want to come help take care of Riley. You know, when we go back to work and everything. Yes, and too. and it was also about being near the best surgeon you know for this whole thing anyway she moved up here and after her surgery in that would have been january of 2011 we found out like the following month that we were pregnant with the trip and then i just i didn't go back to work and I didn't last much and longer. he didn't last mm. much longer <laughs> um because he was also coaching yeah, lacrosse was, at the time right. so i was gone so he was you know he had you know the 12 um, hours eight a day. to three job and then the four to eight job wow. um and that was really wearing on him as a new dad you know and kind of missing all of these uh, or felt like he was missing all these moments so then oh, I was. I was stepping missing. away yeah. uh made sense and then somewhere in the middle of all of that or after the children were born um again music was central to everything um we stumbled Actually, no. You know what? We have to give proper recognition to a one Pat Dutcher. Oh, yeah. Because he put out, uh, this is a boarding school buddy of John's from high school. Pat put out on um, social media uh, just an all call. Does anybody want to go? There's this festival called Bonnaroo. Does anybody uh. want to go? <laughs> and... Um, he John just was like, "Hey, there's this festival called Body. You know, what do you think?" And yeah, the kids had just gotten back so together. So this, this was 2012, right? So the kids were um, like two, uh, almost, uh, sorry, two and and one ish, whatever. You know, where they're like 16 months apart. Anyway, and um, he, I was like, "Sure, let you know, whatever." And this is right. It goes down in um, I'm totally Tennessee, not mm-hmm. Chattanooga, Manchester, Manchester Tennessee. Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, we, you know, do the tickets, and f- for all of the crazy, we were really young. I mean, this was like what in 2012. I don't do math so good. That's right. that's a, we were younger <laughs> for sure. <laughs> years ago, we were yeah, definitely whatever. younger. So. We rented he we rent an RV mm-hmm. to drive to Manchester, Tennessee. Mm. It seemed logical at the time. It seemed so logical, <laughs> right? We were we're not going to camp. We didn't do the you know we didn't weren't going to tent camp. No, we heard the horror stories we from heard, friends. Yeah, like, oh, you know, like let's hot. not do that. So we. <laughs> oh my God, do you want to do? You, and now do, I feel no, like I've been I talking mean, a really like, long time. You should take over and tell the story of how we got to Bonnaroo. <laughs> <laughs> because it's that not, is it's not it like was an, an epic adventure. saga it, it, it well let's, it was a little okay. at the time it uh, was epic 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> it really was. Me being a second or third time RV renter never checked the interior tires. Checked the all the tires that I could see, but didn't check the interior tires on the rear axle. Uh, uh which were both baby butt bald. Uh turns out and one of them blew about 90 miles out of Dallas. 75 uh, miles. 75 miles out of Dallas. It was 75 miles uh, outside of between Dallas. Between Jersey walls with like an oversized load passing us. And it just like ripped all kinds of stuff underneath the, the RV. And the tire was shredded. And, you know, get over to the side of the road. Call for help. And uh, long story short, six hours later. And we learned that it's legal to drink in an RV behind the driver's seat. Uh, <laughs> so Carrie was back there just about four crack, beers deep. Yeah, like cracked uh, the fourth beer. By the time this guy finally shows up six hours shows later. Six hours later. Which also happens to coincide with a monsoon level, like. The bottom literally straight drops line out wind as soon as he storm. steps out the door. Yeah, the second this guy gets there, and I'm like, well. I'm glad we have someone here to help us. <laughs> right. I wish they'd sent him from Dallas instead of you know south of I-20 or wherever the guy came from. But yeah, it was it was a it was a really fun experience. We got to Bonnaroo about 12 hours later than I think we were planning on. Um, had and a great he, time. He's one of these but it was one of these you know like I really wanted to go because like I said, Fish had just gotten back together. Uh, I, I saw them plenty before they before they broke up uh, took time off I should say. Uh, and uh, before Trey got better, that was kind of the big thing. It's like I, yeah. I stopped liking fish because of some of the shows that I had seen where I was just oh. really disappointed with yeah. how just sloppy, not loose, just like it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. It, it didn't look like they were having fun. I wasn't having fun. Right. Um, I've always said the fun starts on the stage and it goes to the back of the crowd, right? So if the people on stage aren't having a good time, man, you really are just kind of shooting in the dark at that oh, point. Yeah. Like you're, you're. You're up against all odds. Uh, anyway, it was that year that Fish was playing, and I was excited to see them, especially in such a setting like that with 80,000 people. Uh, she'd never seen them before. She'd never seen Glow Stick Wars. <laughs> she'd never seen you know what seems like a super unruly crowd that's actually just really pretty friendly and fun to be around. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was a blast, and it, I think she enjoyed it so much that like on the drive home, uh, she'd been silent for like 45 minutes since we left the, the festival grounds, which isn't uncommon with the festival blues. But I was like, I'm bored. You know, you have to talk to me. <laughs> I mean, it's a long, it's a long drive. <laughs> she's like, hang on, I'm almost done. Done with what? Done with what? And she's like, oh, I'm almost done. And then she says, okay, there. We're going to see fish in Colorado at the end of the summer. <laughs> this for, is, your, for your yeah, birthday. For my birthday. It was over his yeah, birthday and, weekend. And it was like, yeah, it was really cool. And it's fish, because, it was Fish Dicks, which yeah. is still a thing in Commerce City. Yeah, nice. At the uh, Dicks Sporting Pavilion. So it you was were, a blast. So won you over, basically. I was ho- yeah, I was hooked. I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Yeah. Um, it was just so much fun. I mean, the, the festival in general was right. amazing. And I will say, again, in 2012, it was 80,000 people. Um, well run. Well, um, yeah, very well run. It was all amazing, and then to see you know fish on top of that, and there were there were other amazing acts. Oh yeah, that we saw year. so many great acts. Oh my, I can't. Yeah. I mean, it's too, just too crazy. many to list. But you know, I'm, I'm a nerd, so I'll take the lineup as soon as it <laughs> the full lineup is out day by day. I'll print that out, and then if there's anybody like you know, anybody that I definitely want to see, they he get you know system, gold star automatically. System. Like, gotta mm-hmm. see this show. But then I'll go preview everything else just to see what's there that I don't know about. Uh, and we found some really great bands like that. That's how we found ALO with that little mm-hmm. backstage Animal that, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and shout about shout out to to Annabelle for all of the hard work oh, that man. she does to curate that stage at Bonnaroo to introduce us to cool acts like that. Who also does jam. And she curates jam so, so she's yeah. she's you know I'm just. Lo- I want to be her. 
<laughs> I I would just, just I would just love for her to say, and if you're going to Texas, yeah. <laughs> maybe go check out Arco. But yeah. uh, but yeah. you know we've we've got similar taste in music, which is you know obvious, and that's a great thing about a festival too. When you see a lineup that you enjoy, and you go to those places, you are literally surrounded by people who are like minded right off the bat. They like the same stuff. You're all there for that same reason. So, right. so it, it lends to a lot of really cool experiences that I don't think you necessarily get just day to day out there in this great big wild world. Mm. Um, you know, or a, a friendship can start a 20 year friendship can start with a, Hey, that's a cool hat or, Oh yeah. I really like the you know, pen you're wearing or whatever. I'm still friends and, with and we, by park next to you in a, in a show, you know? Yep. And and we still have you know friends that we keep track of that we've met across country at festivals like Lockin and um, you know the crazy adventures to go see fish in Colorado and all over the place. So so you now we're in this period of time where you guys are like big concert goers and everything you mentioned is outside of Dallas. Um, oh yeah, I mean we were so, seeing shows here all the time as well. Okay, so there was stuff oh, going sure. on here too. Okay, for oh, sure. Gosh. Every, yeah, yeah, every. Yeah, there, there just didn't. You know, there weren't many festivals going on around here. There still really aren't a lot of like Dallas festivals mm-hmm. that you know, we would go to see Homegrown to go see the the stuff that was going on uh, downtown. Um, whenever there was something going on there, uh, in most cases we didn't even know what was going on. Just mm-hmm. go to check it out, listen right. to the bands, and go see what was what. Um, We've always been, I mean, I've, I've been going to see shows my whole life and uh, my friends do as well, which kind of helps the, <laughs> right. it helps fan the, the flames because we're always being told about new stuff from our friends and turning mm-hmm. our friends on to new things as well. Yeah. And then this kind of lends itself to the, what's now the Facebook group, Dallas Jam Lake, but that didn't start as that, right? How did that start? That started as Where an email. At? Yeah. It started as mm-hmm. an email list. Um, just sharing with friends, uh, like, Hey, you know, here's, here's what we're thinking about going to see anything you want to add to the list. Uh, and it just became a pain in the butt to try and, you know, (laughs) share information like that. So I made like a private group and just invited those people to it. And, uh, and, you know, still got some pushback because some people are like, well, I'm not on Facebook, but my wife is. So I'll go look every once in a while. (laughs) It's only so useful for those folks. And as much as, you know, I, don't like Facebook. It's it's still a useful tool in those those public group settings. Um, so it, at one point, you know, someone's like, "Hey, man, I want to add this person, this person." Well, you just instead of making it like you know just a private group, well, you make it private with invite. And um, so we've opened it up. And there's like three thousand something people in there. Yeah, and a- multiple <clears throat> groups across. Um, yeah, yeah. The nation. Yeah, there's there's some jamly groups, there's and there's Jamley similar Austin. there's similar groups like that kind of all over the place um it'd be great to link them all together at some point and have you know kind of a database of like community voice really because that's usually how we find out about great restaurants or great bands um it's it's word of mouth kind of thing where somebody just recommends it and you're like oh well they like it i know that i like a lot of the stuff they do so check it out no the group is really helpful to a lot of people that i know um when they move here especially if they're into similar music um, and you don't have to be a deadhead like per se to there's yeah. a million bands in that, in that spectrum, maybe not a million, but a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I know people that just were like, they're new to town. Like, I don't know what, Oh, this group. Oh, there's, Oh, there's like, there's too much to do. You know? Yeah. 
Uh, so it's it's been cool. So then did that somehow give you guys the idea that like maybe we should start doing this ourselves? Like we like show so much that maybe we can do this. Like how did that come about? No, uh, I mean, you know, we always said like the the festival blues you know on sunday it, it really sucks um going home leaving all that behind it'd be cool if there was something like that that just never went away you know how do you make a how do you make a festival that never ends mm. um and that's still impossible as far as we've <laughs> which people argue makes it not so special what's sure. special about it if it's there all the time you sure. know right um, uh but but that but, was you know always something we mm. just kind of you know, kicked around, joked around with, you know, that idea. And, uh, and we got involved with the restaurant project uh, years ago. And in that process, somebody said, Hey, you should go look at this place in deep element might be a good spot for this restaurant concept. Uh, and I didn't recognize the dress, but, um, pulling up, you know, saw that it was the Artco building, which has said Artco for the last, you know, 40 years, 35, 40 years, something like that. Hmm. Um, with nothing going on in that building. Because uh, it was parts co, and then letters were peeled off, and, and part of uh, yeah. back the backdrop for Bottle Rocket. Yeah, yeah. Which if you're opening a Dallas scene, site, Bottle Rocket, um, um, it's in the background. It's in the all backdrop. The paper covering the they're, windows. They, they're walking down Murray Street north, yeah. up Murray Street, and uh, you can see it in the background. Yeah. It's in the first like five minutes of the film. Um, anyway, it, you know, it's it's the Arco building, I and mean, I've driven past it millions of times, and wondered like, oh, what's the Arco? What's the Arco building? And, uh, and just looking around the space, I'm like, there's no way I would ever do a restaurant here, ever. Um, it's just because of the location, like the size, and, whole thing, yeah, you and know? everything like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I went ahead and looked around and, and checked out the space inside and outside. And the backyard w- needed a lot of imagination. It still <laughs> needs imagination. That's the best part of it. It's not done. Um, I don't know if the inside space will ever really be done, done. But uh, it, it just it didn't want to be a restaurant, in my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of painted the picture of what I thought would be cool um in the space to the people that owned it and uh they called us like a week later we we're driving out of town <laughs> said hey we want to do that thing you were talking about and i was like oh, okay well let me let me talk it over with my wife and we'll you know, we'll get back to you and see what that looks like and um resulted in us buying into ownership of the properties which um for better or worse sold last year we still you know leased the space uh still have a lease on it for the next nine years or so, 10 years or so. Hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, that was a, a pivotal moment, really. It was like, you know, if this, this opportunity is here. Is this something we really do want to do? Do we want to try this out see how it goes? And so that uh, would have been what, 26? That was 2015. 15, yeah. Because yeah, we started working on it, like then, we started working on that, like that was January of 2015. That's when we started like really getting into it and it wasn't until like you know, September of 2017 that we we're actually able to open after six months plus of delays. We had a really awesome uh, spring lined up <laughs> that year, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that 2017 man. year. We had some really good shows lined up and we just had to start making those calls like, hey, uh, by the way, <laughs> we're looking at like December maybe, I don't know, for uh, some of this stuff. So um, that was that was disappointing to, to have those types of delays that are just avoidable in our eyes you know it right. wasn't like we we're waiting on anything other than a rubber stamp oh, um yeah something silly like that sure sure um i was just to to back up in between that time period so we went to bonnaroo 2012 and then before we bought the property in 2015 um we returned to bonnaroo the following year because the lineup was amazing 
Um, I don't remember what. Like it's oh, all running Paul together McCartney. now. But, and Paul, Paul yeah, sorry, Paul McCartney. Def, yes, and I was uh, anyway. It's kind of a no brainer with yeah. a, with multiple other um, equally intriguing headline uh, headliners. So we went back, but this time. No, we just drove the car to Tennessee and rented a, uh, an RV in Tennessee, right? Mm-hmm. Or no, maybe we did that, thing. whatever. Yeah, anyway, whatever uh, but we didn't, it wasn't a whole epic thing trying to return, which was, right. you know, that whole live and learn thing. But anyway, and then from there, we just... That summer we did a lot. We did, we did multiple festivals across the nation. And all yeah. that to say that Walkerusa, we, this, yeah, just next- market research, so to speak, not really knowing, you know, that Artco was on the horizon, but like each of these festivals shaped Electric Forest. Mm. Oh man, Electric Forest, Walker, multiple Walkerusas, two Bonnaroos, and then, you know, multiple festivals in between lock-in you know uh, we did multiple seven years of lock-in um and uh just all of these festivals really shaped you know like things that we loved uh about just festivals in the community it attracted um musically um cult food you know just art food all of it you know okay like the part that we haven't really talked about with artco is it's an art it's art as well. Like there's the art wall. Um, I mean, shameless promotion. I'm doing a show this week coming up. It's going to be up for two months. Yes. I'm pretty excited about it actually. Um, but you know, like I know it was art co, but like, you know, I, I guess the festivals had art and music and this and that. Yeah. Um, so, but, but still it's, it's, it's an effort to keep that going. So like, what was the drive with that to begin with? I mean, just honor the neighborhood, the, building as it stood for so long um just bring all the things that we loved about festivals to one space where we could have food trucks hooked up and artists in the backyard vending and you know fire performers at certain uh, events live and, art you yeah. know live painting yeah. um yeah. our space lends to to things that you can't do in a traditional venue setting i think yeah. um you know and having a gallery wall is, is extra work it requires that we curate uh the art and the audiences as well mm-hmm. uh you know having a an audience in there that's wanting to throw stuff or uh push people around doesn't really jive with the uh, having a you know five thousand dollar piece of art hanging on the wall because mm-hmm. if somebody's elbow goes through it it's ours right. you know that's, that's yeah i mean our insurance will help some but in most cases we don't even want to call them because that just raises the premium sure so i mean it it does add extra wrinkles to the whole process and and it takes away some square footage too that you know we could be putting people in there but we just feel like that that's still such a worthwhile thing to to have in our space it promotes local artists um it it gives the person that buys something at one of our shows a a a tangible takeaway from that experience yeah and 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 you know the piece that's hanging on your wall that you got at that show or that festival and carrie and i have several of those around Mm -hmm. the house yeah they they remind us of that experience they remind us that that person the story um that goes behind it and and that's you know those are the little pieces of a concert experience that you just can't describe or package up in any other way um that's why we like music so much and there's so many moments that are just especially in the jam crew setting where it happens like that that one time 
and it never happens like that again. Mm-hmm. And I know that like makes a lot of people who are live music fans kind of squeamish because they're like, well, I want to hear the songs that I want them to play, you know? Mm-hmm. And yes, I, I do too, but I also love it when a band takes that song and turns it on its ear um, or mashes it up with something else. There's something else. magical about yeah. spontaneity yeah. and mm-hmm. collaboration. And, and I, th- I think it's more true to the human spirit than a scripted every single time, every single day, it's the same way. Right. You know, because, I mean, even if you, even if that is your life, you know, even if you're, you do the same thing every day, there, there's still variables that are just well beyond our control and things that will impact your day-to-day course that no matter how methodical you are about a routine, it's never a routine. There's yeah. always something. There's always a monkey wrench. There's always a, sure. you know. I used to feel like in production world when you're trying to do a TV show or like every day it's always like, we know something's going to go wrong. The question is, how are we going to get through it? Every day, every minute of every day. And it's, maybe that's life. I don't know. But And will it please happen before we start? Yeah. Please. Yeah. Please. Whatever it is, please just yeah. happen now. Yeah. Whatever fire it is so we can put it out mm-hmm. and then have the show. And the show because when on. it's happening in the middle of it, it's like, well, we're stuck now. <laughs> so, I mean, so the thing that strikes me, because now that I've been, you know, like, concerts are like kind of my life and i've been to every genre i've been to lots of bands that i don't care for and the crowds that are not like my feel like you know i'll go to shows where i don't know anybody um there's seems like there's there's concert goers and there's not i mean there's probably some gray area but that's kind of it's kind of black and white i feel like in a lot of ways with the exception of the tributes or something or like if taylor Swift comes and like that's the one show that you're going to see that that year or whatever um is there any way to bring some of those other people over to our side? You know, like that's the, I guess that's the question in everyone's mind right now in the scene, but. I think it has everything to do with connection to the music. You know, um, if, if you, if there's something that you're really into, um, sharing that with them, you know, uh, and there, and I, I've, what's funny is I've actually very recently heard multiple people <clears throat> say, uh, you know what? It was for one of our openers. Uh, they came for you know the headliner, but weren't sure about the opener. And instead of previewing the opener, they were like, "I just want to go in, you know, blank slate, um, and that this live experience, you know, after they have the live experience, they then they were hooked and they go in and list, you know, start going down the rabbit hole of their catalogs." Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have, you know, other people who will preview it, right? And then based on uh, the preview, they'll decide whether they want to do the live experience or not. Yeah. Um, but I, when you're talking about bringing people over to our side, um, I think it, it just is about connection. If it's something that you're already connected with um, and you, you say, I am, so this is so... Um, my jam right now and it made me think of you that you might enjoy this you know sharing that with them and then you know uh they're coming to town or you know i don't know when they're coming to town but when they do if if you're into this i'd love to bring you with me or whatever like we were talking about earlier on you find out about great restaurants from your friends you find out about a great book from your friends find out about great music from your friends in most cases Mm. um and and sometimes that's a casual acquaintance right but but sharing that stuff there's something you are excited about sharing it uh that's how you get those people who weren't going to come to at least come check it out uh inviting i mean the older we get i feel like there are we know fewer people who are not <laughs> you know uh going out to see shows sure. um but we still you know we still go back and invite the people who we haven't seen out in the show in a while um definitely 
feels like there are those people who go out and see that one show here, that one big stadium show or whatever mm-hmm. that's going to cost them three or four hundred dollars for a ticket or more. Uh, but you can have way more fun if you just take that three or four hundred dollars and divide it up across a dozen shows that year. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll get to see some stuff that may show up in a stadium at some point. You know, yeah. we hosted a a few that have just gone absolutely crazy having Oliver Tree at our place and uh-huh. seeing how big he's getting. Having Billy Strings go from Art Co. to Factory to uh, Toyota Music Factory. Yeah. That's a, a an insane stair step. Um, and, yeah, you, uh, you know, he just did three nights in New Orleans when we were there mm-hmm. at a pretty big venue there. Um, so that that's it's just cool to see that type of stuff in a small setting where it might happen like that once mm-hmm. you might get lucky and be in that right place at the right time and get to see that show before that artist is for your paying three, four hundred dollars yeah. Yeah. Uh, to go see them in a big venue. Yeah. I mean that to me, like if I'm trying to convince somebody to go to like an art co or some venue, that's not an American airlines. It's that you're, you cannot connect to the artists in the same way when you're in a stadium. Even if you're in the front row, you're still like 15 to 20 feet away from them and they're up on this high stage. It's like like when you're at Artco or you're at maybe Sundown or somewhere or Three three Links, you're like right in yeah. it. And like any emotion that they're feeling, you potentially could get some of that in your face. And mm-hmm. I don't, I just don't get why. I get it. Some people are afraid of, of real life or just stuff in their face like that. But sure. I mean, ultimately it's like I... Uh, I don't get why people don't do it all the time, personally. You know? Yeah. But uh, what else? Uh, what anything cool like that uh, coming up that we don't know about, or uh, you know? That... Oh, lots of stuff. I mean, we can't tell everything. Yeah, I was gonna know. say there's a, a February <laughs> a February show hasn't been announced yet. It's mm. gonna people are gonna be excited about that one. Yeah, we have we have lots of stuff that we. Uh, yeah, the you know we don't have on our website quite pre, yet. Yeah, pre Kindle is full of you know. Uh, stuff that's not published yet so mm. the the shell is there ready to go ready to launch yeah right. yeah cool uh well i mean hey i don't know is there anything else that we missed that you want to talk about go support local live music yes. you know whatever that looks like lots of live music in 2024 friends that are in a band go see them um if you get invited to a show don't say no yeah say uh, maybe <laughs> <laughs> at the very at the very least say maybe give it a thought listen to the music yeah or just go blind, like Carrie's saying. That's always fun. Go show up and um, see something you've never. And I would encourage, like, travel for music, right? Like, if you, if there's a, a even know, if that's from Plano or you know <laughs> Fort Worth or Denton, he's not wrong. But you know, <laughs> no, like, make, I, a, like either make, make a staycation out of something, or like, you know, uh, if you're in a place uh, and and you've got some vacation time and you want to travel somewhere, let music lead you. You know, like think about. Uh, find an artist that you're into, you know, look at where they're playing in a city that sounds fun that maybe you've never been to, or, you know, I mean, of course, New Orleans is always at the top of our list, but, you know, but combine, combine that with your travel, kind of let that lead you. That's always fun. Never been disappointed when we've done that. Mm, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. Cool. Hey, well, thanks again for having me uh, over and for being on. And we are going to obviously always be looking to see what's happening at ArtCo. Uh, so thanks and again. come to Andrew's show. Yeah, come Tuesday check out the, the night. Show. Well, this will be this will air on Deep Elm Radio before that, but then it'll be up for two months. The show. So when you're yeah. listening, to sure. This. Yes, yes, yeah. The, the show Andrew's photography exhibit will be up 
um, through the end of February, really until the next show hangs uh, the first week of March. So okay. we, we really have until then. Cool. But yeah, if you don't Lots. get to come out for the opening reception um, on January 9th, definitely come check out his artwork along with Mike Brooks mm-hmm. and Vera Hernandez. Uh-huh. This is Velma. And Velma. Yeah, I, well, that's her nickname. I was going to say, she's got multiple. She's got so many. Vicious Velma. Yeah. I'm so obsessed with that. I cannot wait to meet her in person. <laughs> Um, and then um, Carly, Carly Gravely, Gravely, and got, um, Madison, Madison Rainey. Rainey. Yes, yeah. I'm so glad she's added to the lineup now. Yeah, I'm so excited to have some killer yeah. concert than, photography on the wall. Other than Mike, it's like and me. Uh, it's a lot of first time art. Like people that had haven't had have their, never and, participated yeah. in gallery shows I mean, before, Madison which is huge. Was that is me all kinds of basic. That's questions. my jam. That yeah, is my jam. Too. In a testament to you, I'm so grateful that you're bringing in these new to art co artists because. Uh, we don't get to grow without, you know, embracing new artists. Um, and, and as much as we love, you know, uh, repeat offenders, as we <laughs> like to say, um, it's always, you know, the the new and fun and fresh artists that just keep us excited about, Absolutely. you know, um, keeping going and keeping yeah. the thing. And I should take a second to say that you guys definitely helped me get like my photo career going. Um, Partially, but you know, firing me from open mic was was probably the best thing, best fire <laughs> I've ever had. <laughs> I don't like talking about. Uh, that's the I will say that's the worst part of being yeah, a business owner. I will sucks. say oh, yeah. it sucks the worst. And yeah. and those of you who, yeah, you know, no, it worked out for sucks. like you know, I I started taking photos like as like that was my first real regular photo gig and. Yeah, it's kind of blown up. So I, I've always be appreciative of that. So well, yeah. I mean, to be clear, the open mic position and but the full time concert photographer position was filled immediately. Was filled. <laughs> yes, you slotted, you slotted, you slotted. Right. Really, right. You were, you were it was a reassignment. The right personnel in the wrong position. Yeah, so I feel like <laughs> I feel like that open mic was great and it ran. It its was. Course. It, it did. For, it did. Know. And 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 there were we, lots of good things to come out of it. Uh, unfortunately. If you're in the business um, or if you are a fan of open mics, you know, they require, it's a lot of work. Oh my gosh. And and we were doing them for free and it yeah. was, it was, it was just a, a, a we rough. We doing them for a loss, which is worse okay. than yeah. doing them for free. Okay. Yeah. He's right. He's yeah. right. Okay. Which, you know. I stand corrected. When, when everything else is going great, that, that doesn't hurt so bad when things aren't going great. It's really, yeah. it's untenable. You can't keep that kind of. I mean, and it, this is like kind of a talks of like speaks to a bigger thing. It's like, you know, would be so awesome to just have open mic and let all these musicians get a shot, but it's a business like, you know, and it's the same thing with like, Oh, just you got to listen to my band. We're great. Yeah. It, get, get yourself together, get some kind of, you know, get your shit together. Like open mics require, you know, production, uh, production as yeah. well you know it's all it's all every the doors have to open somebody's got to be I behind the bar it's like, all <laughs> i felt like the hosting was like five percent but the stage managing of like like hurting the cats <laughs> yes yes you know but anyway it was a great well, experience all that to say that we have loved watching your career like from from the beginning that has been such a such a treat and again like i said I again all the time putting Andrew, i appreciate that you know uh creating the the stage and the space for you know people um to do their thing um has really been the the biggest blessing uh and and the biggest reward so and you are one of the success stories just one of the many success (laughs) stories so and and the one that i mean you're you're still here um 
and you keep i the truth is we're grateful because you keep us you know in the mix when you're getting these invitations to do you know all the big the big stuff that rolls through town Mm -hmm. so which um is always fun thanks again it was fun it was all over the place but that's kind of how these go so True Happy to, week at Trevon. Yes. style, I yes. think. Yes. I hope the cats are audibly. Yes. And hopefully, I'm sure, hopefully yeah, you're going to definitely hear. She's really loud. Making all of her sounds. Thank you so much, <laughs> Andrew. All right. We thanks. appreciate you. Thank you. I'd like to thank my guests, John and Carrie LaRue. You can check out all the things going on at Deep LM Art Company at deeplmart.co. Theme song, Unstoppable by Celine Narala. Thank you for listening. Please like, subscribe, follow all the good stuff and share it with your friends. We'll see you next time.